Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. The world's just changed so radically and we're all running to catch up. How can we possibly have the slightest idea of what to expect? The best intentions. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. Dr. Malcolm, I have to share a few campfire stories with my uncle. You can convince the Washington Post and the skeptical inquirer of whatever you want. But I was there, I know what happened, and so do you. I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. Hi, welcome to Jurassic Minutes, where we're discussing the recent movie, toy, and franchise news for the Jurassic Park. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we're going to be talking all about SDCC, some of the new reveals from Mattel, uh, Chronicle Collectibles, and Iron Studios. And as well as that, um, we're also going to head over to Universal and check out some images and video of the new Jurassic World ride that's opened up over there recently. Can't do that. Can they do that? We'll get straight into SDC's talk. David, our first little story tonight, uh, Mattel was at SDC, of course, and uh, revealed a plethora of new animals coming in their toy line. Yeah, they had a huge wall there uh, of a bunch of different stuff, both past, and fu- both past, present, and future, that included like some of the um, legacy line. Like they, I think they had two of the... Legacy Extreme Chopping uh, T-Rex that had the, the green one. They had a couple of uh, new little doodads. Uh, like the, um, it looked like that they had a uh, Jurassic Park 3 inspired Triceratops. Mm. And it was like, it was the one that, that looked like it was like the green with like a bright kind of yellowish green on the top of the back. If anybody remembers that one. And then they had uh, two new baryonics to show off. One's a battle damage variant. It's like a. It looks like it's brown with some the same kind of patterning. And uh, another one that was the Allosaurus uh, prototype that's now on the Metriacanthosaurus, the uh, yellow and red one. Mm. And they also, <laughs> just as a tease too, they had the uh, the Brachiosaur there, mm-hmm. as well as the Brachiosaurus. Uh, and the colossal blue. Yeah, and of course they had the Brachiosaurus next to the Mosasaurus. With just if you see if you've seen the Mosasaurus and you were impressed with the size, I mean the Brachiosaurus outclasses that in every way. <laughs> oh, I hope we can get that. <laughs> so yeah, and we were just talking about with Jay about how we we're kind of scared that the um, Brachiosaurus might not see a full range wide release that will be available to everybody. I think actually a couple of stores have already, um, that had, has released in, in Britain has already marked up the Brachiosaurus. Wow. I remember Paul Elder on Facebook saying that he paid 70 pounds for it. Uh, that's British pound sterling instead of the, uh, 50 that it was advertised at. Wow. That's well over a hundred in my currency. I know. Um, I think that the prices should be comparable. Like it'll still be fifty dollars or fifty. I'm not sure what the name of your currency is in Australia. Yeah, the Australian dollar. It's yeah. well, the, the super colossal was around the hundred dollar mark. 
with ninety nine dollars. So. Uh, so yeah, then it'll probably be the a comparable price. Mm. But also on the uh, wall here, they showed up a silhouette of seventeen new species coming. Interesting, seventeen new species. I wonder if that's just seventeen new figures or types of figures because we're going to see some repaints. Some of the silhouettes, mm-hmm. you can see the Stegosaur again, you can see the Carnotaurus, the uh, Tranodons, um, Dimorphodons, like a lot of this stuff. Apparently there's more Raptors here as well, but um, yeah. to take some of the guessing game out, they revealed three of what the new species are going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I think the 17 new species refers to just the new stuff because they hadn't... I don't think that that refers to the silhouettes of everything crowded into that one picture that's been released. Yeah, yeah they, they've uh, got here Edmontosaurus, which it's kind of looks like it's been semi-inspired by the Julius Castoni, uh, the uh, drawing that he did for the Jurassic World website. It's got that same kind of aqua blue head, and then it's got a yellow crest, which is actually interesting because I think that's only been discovered in the last couple of years. That's a very relatively new um that's a very, very relatively new kind of uh, addition to the anatomy of Edmontosaurus, which would possibly make this. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a doctor of paleontologist. I couldn't tell you everything without the figure in hand, but it could possibly be the most accurate uh, Edmontosaurus uh, toy figure available on the market if it when it comes out. We also got uh, Alioramus, which is a. Uh, Tyrannosaurid, so it's great. We finally get more Tyrannosaurids in this lineup uh, add to Albertosaurus. And also revealed was Cryolophosaurus, which is an Antarctic carnivore. I was actually I actually uh, studied paleontology under the paleontologist who discovered Cryolophosaurus. Nice. Yeah. But they also have some in silhouette here. Some of, some of them are kind of difficult to make out. Some of them um, you could probably... I'm going to try to guess at one of them I know for certain is possibly Irritator or Ichthyovenator. It's a Spinosaurus with a notch in its sail. I'm not sure which one. And, and uh, an extinct crocodilian, possibly Sarcosuchus or uh, Dinosuchus. I personally think Sarcosuchus, based on the uh, shape of the snout, is more thinner with a bulbous uh, tip. Hmm. And we got the merciless ambush predator, the postosuchus. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> remembers that from uh, the Walking with Dinosaurs miniseries from the 90s that uh, Kenneth Branagh narrated. That, that that one, I definitely see a couple day one pickups here for me. What about you? Yeah, I've definitely got to rewatch the uh, <laughs> dinosaur, uh, Walking with Dinosaurs feature again. Um, yeah, I'm just interested um, in some of the repaints with... Uh, I still want it. I still need a green T Rex, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's interesting that um, they revealed some of these new species are actually going to be in the uh, new Cretaceous Camp Cretaceous Netflix show. Mm-hmm. So not only are we getting um, toys of some of these animals, but we're actually going to see them on screen in some capacity as well, which I think's absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I was surprised to hear that when I when I when I think it was. Um, who broke that news? Collect Jurassic? Uh, or, was it, or did Mattel actually acknowledge that? Um, Mattel. Mattel did confirm that quite a few of these oh, right. are based upon the upcoming Netflix animated series. Um, 
and they even showed the trailer during their their um, display as well, so or panel. So that's going to be interesting. Mm. Yeah, I, I just be, just for the finances side, I'm I'm just trying to keep to uh, what we've seen in the franchise at the moment. But even even then, I've been buying some of the smaller smaller um, class figures just when they've been cheap enough to get as well. So. Um, if any of these make it here, I'm, I'll be definitely happy to pick any any of them up. <laughs> but that's a big if. And yeah, I'm kind of in the other boat. I'm running out of room in my closet to store all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm thinking about starting to get a lot more pickier by my uh, pickups. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, Sar- Sarkosuchus and um, and Postosuchus were both kind of a childhood favorites of mine. I remember Postal Sucus, like I said, from the Walking with Dinosaurs uh, miniseries from 1999. And, of course, Sarko uh, um It was uh, Paul Serino who discovered that. Paul Serino was a paleontologist for uh, the University of Chicago, and I remember that was major hype at uh, in Chicago when he discovered that one. It was like the largest crocodilian ever discovered i'm think it might still be but yeah i remember they had like the 40 foot long uh life life recreation for it at navy pier uh along with a little dinos expo and a um uh it was a sukumimus mount skeleton mount on there as well it's always good when they can set up the life size Uh, stuff like that just like you see photos of the little person standing by the brachiosaur foot but until you actually mm-hmm. see some of these skeletons in hand um you've you've mentioned previously how you've been going to the like museum there where sue was and just being able to see that trenosaurus i'd love to see a trenosaur skeleton <laughs> just to see how big it is <laughs> they're uh, big yeah they are, they are every much of the tyrant lizard king yeah like the two uh the two museums i've visited here i don't think they're anywhere near a full adult trenosaur. They're uh, they're pretty small. Like they're just a reproduction skeleton that they've had. One sad thing with this too. Um, obviously, looking at these photos, no humans or anything else apart from dinosaurs. Mattel have confirmed that there's uh, no plans or no word on humans for 2020. So it's, no um, humans or vehicles for that matter, which is really disappointing because I think we're both looking forward to a Ford Explorer and. Even worse yet, I hear that the Legacy line is being discontinued by Mattel, so they're not going to be making it, period, unless they go through a different route. Yeah, it's... Because that um, first... The, oh, the... Uh, I think it's the uh, Dimetrodon capture uh, Jeep that come out, then they re- rejiggered that for a uh, Legacy Jeep, and that was at the very start of the line, I thought. By the time we got towards the end of the Legacy line, we would have at least seen a reveal or plans were released for a Explorer. It's been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. And frankly, that's not all on Mattel either. I mean, Target has kind of come to blame for that. I don't think they, I just don't think they understood what they had on their hands and the amount of people who would have purchased stuff like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's partially, I think, on target for not wanting to do the legacy line they were kind of resistant to it when it first came out and just after being a non-movie year they just never really stocked it you know mm. it makes me wonder too how well the jeep sold 
maybe maybe it didn't sell well enough for him to look into yeah. it either, which is a shame considering those two different versions you could get of it with some minor retooling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. Ah. That's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Up next, uh, it seems every franchise is getting their own card game at the moment, and Mattel's or Mondo has uh, revealed there's one coming for Jurassic Park as well. Um, mm-hmm. Two-player based card game where it puts uh, head-to-head skirmish gameplay. Um, you can be as brief as 20 minutes or go longer depending on the scenarios you play out. And the uh, press release shows the uh, themed expansion beyond the uh, opening, which is InGen versus Raptors, which <laughs> is odd because it's got the Raptors and Muldoon on the classic art there on the front of the box, which looks fantastic. But um, David, you you are dipped your toe into other franchises, Star Wars including. Have you played mm-hmm. any of these other games, card games before? I never was really big into card games, even as a kid. I remember going to summer camp and a lot of kids playing, like, kitty poker and all those little card games, war, stuff like that, and I just never was really that, that into them. Mm-hmm. I was more a checkers guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just a lot of it now seems to be trying to get on the uh, get on the bandwagon of, um, I think it's Cards Against Humanity and stuff, a lot of these um, tabletop card games that have been sort of going really strong for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Transformers have just started doing it as well, and uh, yeah, you get your base packs, but then you got to buy more. And if you want to go anywhere, it, it, it takes me back to the nineties and Pokemon <laughs> and Pokemon cards. But um... yeah, Pokemon cards were honestly probably the only thing I ever, the only card game I did get into, but not really as like a player, but more as a um, collector. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, and. They've only shown the box art here. If if the cards have got good art on them, then I'd probably nearly look at um, picking up a set just for the the art. The, the art because there's a Sattler versus T Rex and Grant versus uh, or a Grant Solo expansion pack coming in 2020 to mm-hmm. uh, join the game as well. So we're going to get more characters here in the game itself. Um, but I suppose just something else. <laughs> if you want to be a collector and buy it, you can grab it and throw it on your shelf. Um, yeah, uh, this will probably be on the on the gaming shelf. Like, um, what was the one that was last released? The Jurassic Park Danger board game, I think. Yeah, that was released, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I've I've seen it on uh, my target, uh, my local target. Uh, something else that didn't get over you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, you have the worst. You you guys have the worst luck. I'm sorry about, to hear about that. Ah, uh, eBay. Yeah. Damn you. <laughs> Speaking of which, I did actually. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I built up my another piece of uh, the Lost World merchandise with that. You getting a um, one of the Lost World T-Rex plush toys. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You posted photos. It's still got the tag on it too, hasn't it? Uh, no, no, it didn't. Oh, no. It was actually that was a different one. That was well, one of those little mini ones that looked like it was uh, Satan. <laughs> 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 no, uh, but yeah, the um, eBay is sadly the go-to for collectors in a pinch. Shouldn't have to be that way, but it is. Yep. But your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. 
Alright, up next we have one more uh, reveal from Mattel. Um, a new Amber Collections, or Amber Collection line, um, which is going to be a GameStop exclusive in the States. That could mean anything for the rest of us <laughs> in the world. Um, they've uh, released figures of a uh, female Raptor, an Ian Malcolm, and uh, Owen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Amber Collection is something really interesting because we've heard rumor of the six-inch collector super articulated uh, line for a while now. I think it's been in the pipeline for over a year. I think since at least, or uh, since at least the second wave of the Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom toys came out. And these are really interesting. And I'm not really a fan of the Jurassic Park one. The Blue, blue looks awesome. Mm. I mean, blue looks great. The detailing is there. The articulation's there. The only thing I think is kind of funny about both is that the um, feet are kind of big when they have... They come with a stand, so it's not like they need the feet to be big. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. The unfortunate thing is that the... um, is that the Jurassic Park Raptor is just a repaint of the blue figure. Mm. So it doesn't have the physical features of the Jurassic Park Raptor. It just looks like a repainted blue. I mean, the skull is too conical. The uh, teeth aren't shaped right. It, it, It just doesn't look like the Jurassic Park Raptor. It looks like blue, but brown, you know? Yeah, plus you teaming or pairing it up with a figure of a character that never even met the Raptors <laughs> in uh, mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park as well. Like I'm sure there's more there's more to come and we said before how Mattel's not continuing um, the human lines in the legacy, but maybe maybe this is another version, another way for him to do it. But again here we, we get into Malcolm where we've already got a Malcolm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure if Doctor Grant's revealed next <laughs> we're just gonna be going around in circles but mm. But the old one does actually, looks actually pretty good too. I mean, the the uh, pose they have the figure in kind of looks a little kung fu-y. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, it's otherwise a very good likeness of Chris Pratt. It just comparing the face sculpts, it looks fantastic, looking yeah. like Chris Pratt. Where's Malcolm? Is Malcolm that hard? Like he's smiling for one. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah know. Malcolm looks a bit odd. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what they can't quite get right with it, but, I mean, it just doesn't... It looks scantily like uh, Ian Malcolm, you know? Yeah, and they, we could we could say, Rodio, well, it's only a low price point. The, um, they're not going to be able to go too, too photorealistic here with, uh, with the mm-hmm. characters and the actors, but we're going to find out in a minute that even the more expensive stuff can't do it either. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I, it's good to see that there's some small figures, some human figures here coming. Are they six inch? Are they? Uh, yeah, the uh, both are six inch scale. Oh wow, okay. That'll be interesting. Hopefully, we start seeing some of this stuff coming out. Well, how are they doing? Oh. <laughs> Moving up. In price scale, quite a bit. Chronicle Collectibles was at SDCC as well, and over the years they've uh, revealed a lot of stuff. Um, a couple of years they revealed their Dr. Alan Grant, which didn't come out then 
there was word that they weren't going to do human figures anymore, and now all of a sudden he's back again with a friend. But um, the ground itself is a little bit different to the original one we've seen. The clothing's been changed. They've changed the face sculpt. They weren't 100% happy with the original face sculpt for that grant. And I think here they've gone backwards across the whole figure. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I think it's a fast improvement. Okay. I don't, I, mean, that, I don't know about that goofy smile. <laughs> it's, eh. it's just hard. Like I, I messaged. Um, I was talking with Chronicle on their Facebook group last night about mm-hmm. this photo, and um, someone else asked about it, and I, I said, "Well, possibly Sam Neil hasn't given his likeness or anything." And Chronicle come back and said, "No, we have his. His. Um, we're working with him and to get his likeness." And I just don't, for the price of this figure, how it could be so different to what. Uh, Sideshow's dealing with their 1-6 stuff where you mm. can have a Robert Downey Jr. sitting there and it looks like the shrink ray's shrunk him down, yet mm. here Sam Neill just doesn't quite look right. Well, another thing to consider is this is not actually a statue. It's like the, it's like the what its partner here is a um, a posable figure. It's a 1-6 a figure and next to it is a same scale, beautiful, incredible. I don't even know what else. I mean, it's breathtaking. This uh, posable Velociraptor that they've got next to it. The sculpt is perfect. The paint is perfect. Now, unfortunately, I expect a lot of. That. I like. I unfortunately expect the paint to not be uh, like this when we get to the final release. But yeah. I mean, it looks good now. Mm. So I believe that it's been it was painted by Alex Alba, who was um, works for Chronicle Collectibles. It's a print, if they called it. It's a um, I'm assuming that's going to mean that they 3D printed the parts. But I I messaged them and asked them what they sourced it from because I mean this is just so so accurate. It's like they took one of the maquettes and chopped. Um, Chopped articulation into it. That's how good it looks. Hmm. The uh, the Iron Head stu- the Iron Studios Raptors, the pose the posable statues mm-hmm. they had. Um, were they one six as well, or were they smaller? I can't remember the um, the scale on that. I'd have to Google it, but mm. those look very nice too. I've seen some of the um, factory pictures that are coming out recently, and I'm very happy with that purchase. And I'm can't wait to get one of my get it in hand. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I was just wondering price wise, like if they're ninety nine dollars or whatever they were hundred dollars, yeah, whether this might be say one fifty or something. Um, I'll have to look up the. Uh, but then normally, the, I, normally a lot of your one six stuff starts around two hundred dollars and goes up pretty quick from there. So. Mm-hmm. And being that they kind of do a premium price here, I think it's unfortunate that we're going to find out that these figures are going to be a bit more than we want them to be. Yeah, yep. yep. Also on display there, they had their Dolphosaurus, which we've talked about before as well, and some great-looking color on that. Again, <laughs> I'd hope that wouldn't change too much between... Uh, between these photos and production, but uh, they did have another new figure there too. They've got a uh, mosasaurus in a um, in a stand here with uh, 
a little submarine, or it can be changed mm-hmm. out for a shark, which I mm-hmm. thought was cool. Yeah, it is really cool, but unfortunately, the price is not so much. I mean, this is a $900 figure, and it's just, I mean, it's pretty decently sized, but again, most of that size is the base, and it's just, I don't know if it's worth five, I mean, $900, you know? Yeah, it's, the base is 15 inches in diameter, um, we're looking here about, the, it's 16 inches tall, 24 inches wide, and about 16 inches deep, so, and most of the time, like, that's all polystone, so it's going to be pretty heavy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poly resin for the material hand painted, so it is a big it is a big thing to try and display, big thing to have shipped here and I don't as much as I love the Moses saw, I don't I don't think it's <laughs> that much love. Um, mm-hmm. same. It is due second half or third quarter next year, so mm-hmm. get on the uh ten month payment plans and uh you can get it paid off before it's due out. Yeah. Going back to the uh, Grant, though, real quick, I just remembered that the um, figure does come with his raptor claw, so that's a nice little addition. <laughs> if you want, if you buy it, and uh, just be careful not to lose that thing, because that, that's probably going to be tiny. <laughs> mm. You know? Well, he's got some stuff on his belt here, too, that, the pocket knife and that there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, there's a lot of this stuff's in shadow, too. They've tried to... Tried to bump the colour up a bit, but he's sort of, the hat's shading his face a little bit, so mm-hmm. um, we'll see, we'll see what happens as uh, this gets closer to release. The other thing that um, Chronicle, we know they've been in the, uh, been trying to get out for a while now is their uh, cryo can. Um, mm-hmm. Now we've got price of $200 and it's ready to, ready to buy. Um, again, it's not expected to ship out until third quarter next year, so Again, get on that ten-month plan. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably <laughs> probably twenty dollars a month or something. And uh, and it's not really that much at all. And for as far as pricing for this prop goes, that's actually very very fair. I think that the Rilo uh, can, which is considered the best uh, non-licensed can on the market, is somewhere like two twenty-five to two fifty or something like that for this for this pretty much the same thing. I believe that the initial design for this was by Rilo that Chronicle did before uh, Nick, before going with the original design that they found by examining the prop. Hmm. But this one, I actually think I'm going to pick up myself. I have that $200 credit with um, Chronicle, and I think I'm going to just spend it on this. I, I wanted to use it on the... Um, on the two of the Iron Studio Raptors, which unfortunately it wouldn't let me, but I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, get this one. Because it comes with the vials, it comes with the bottom unscrews, and I think the um, prop even, um, the uh, when you twist the bottom of the of the uh, vial, it pops up like it does in the movie. Mm. not sure if it makes the... Uh, high-pitched whistle noise, but <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. yeah, one good thing here, too, that I was wondering about, it actually says it's got the retro label on the can, which I know mm-hmm. the one I've got's made from a new Barbasol can, so you got the website on the back, <laughs> which isn't really 993 uh, accurate, but, um, yeah, as you're saying, like all 10 vials with the uh, with the uh, numbering systems on it. Um, mm-hmm. 
And if you order through the site, you actually do get Dennis's uh, security badge as well. So that's yeah. a cool addition. It is. That's a fantastic little addition to display with it. It's um, some of those ID badges that are a fairly cheap uh, thing to collect, and I haven't got into it yet. Mm-hmm. And it does say on the website here is too <laughs> not actually cooling or shaving cream dispense mm-hmm. functionality. <laughs> so. But I mean, then again, I really don't want shaving cream getting all over the place anyway. <laughs> so I don't mind that it doesn't function. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody who buys the can is not going to actually buy it for shaving, you know? No, <laughs> no. You, you can go and just buy the, uh, the actual Barbasol cans. Exactly. It's cool to compartmentalize inside. <laughs> you got so that's great! Customs can even check it if they want to. Let me see. Go on. There's enough coolant inside for 36 hours. No menthol? The, em- the embryos have to be back here in San Jose by then. And that's up to your guy on the boat. 7 o'clock tomorrow night on the East Dock. Make sure he gets it right. Iron Studios. Um, they've been quiet like, since those uh, Raptor statues may have been SDC last year. But uh, they've come back this year with uh, something quite remarkable and something that's going to give uh, Chronicle a run for their money. Um... They're doing their own version of the sick Triceratops diorama at one-tenth scale, and there's a few little inclusions here that go with it, which, David, <laughs> David, help. <laughs> oh, man, this is fantastic. It is. The, um... I'm not sure the price on this one yet. I know that that's been kind of a, um, asking. But, yeah, it's got, like... It's got Jerry Harding, it's got... He, uh, it's got, I think, Tim, it's got Ellie, and it's got Grant, and they're all crouched around this thing. Oh, and, uh, looks like, um, looks like Lex is there, too, standing near behind the tail. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, the, oh, my God, the detailing they have going on with this thing blows <laughs> out of the water, I gotta say. And the color, too. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. The, chron- yeah. the problem with, I had with the Chronicle one was that it looked almost kind of like a rusty red. This one looks like they took the um, concept that Chronicle was going with, it was trying to do, and actually got it right. They actually did the kind of, it looks like you can see a little bit of the original patterning coming through along a brown body. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for those listening, <laughs> it is that classic uh, scene of Ellie... Um, squatting down to check the Don at the trike's eyes and Jerry's down beside her as she uh, tries to give a diagnosis and that classic pose of Grant laying across its belly, <laughs> listening to it, feeling it breathe in and out. And, and his face looking at this thing, let's admit it's all our faces looking at this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just got the goofiest, it's just like the movie, he's got the goofiest, happiest grin on his face. Hmm. This looks fantastic. One temp scale. That's ah, going to be big. This is. What was the uh, was the T Rex escape the T Rex breakout one temp? I can't remember. Now. <clears throat> yes, I believe it was. Yeah, so they seem to be sticking to that scale. So these these humans are going to be that big. Um, mm-hmm. Given how much the Trenosaur was and its stand or the Explorer it's standing on, this probably good guess this is going to be around a thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if there's um, 
if there'll be an option like the Trenosaur where you can just have the sick Triceratops and not the human characters as sort of like an entrance point to it and the premium releases more of this uh, five characters included. Yeah, that might be possible because it does look like the, um, at least Lex and Tim come away from the figure. Mm. So it'd be nice because, I mean, yes, I'd love to have the whole scene, but I mean, if you're kind of strapped for cash like I am, I can see that what a uh, reasoning to um, go ahead and just buy the Triceratops alone, or even if possible, if they do come out separately, and you want the Lex, I mean that'd probably be the first Lex figure we've gotten, right? Yeah, and she's sort of in a pretty mutual, like standing there for hands beside a um, waist and just sort of leaning forward slightly. So it's it's something you could probably have interact on, or standing on your display and not sort of stand out of place not like mm-hmm. a not like a grant just sitting there leaning over with, with nothing to lean on um, and it does look like the other characters do come up, away from the um from the actual base i think they would probably be packaged separately and then you add them around the uh triceratops and again like the uh the breakout set as well, the, the base that this thing's on, just a big slab, <laughs> like a big slab of rock that mm-hmm. goes down fairly deep. Like a, and even if they, I mean, just polystone is pretty heavy right, oh, enough, but I mean, just printing it in like regular resin would still be pretty heavy. So this is going to be a heavy, heavy uh, item and probably cost a lot to ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you said before, like the detail on the truck itself is, just good enough to uh if you wanted to get into this at the base entry level you could just get the trike but uh we'll see over the coming weeks as this um more news this comes out and uh what those prices are going to be and if if those options are there so that's it for sdcc um it was on just this weekend it hasn't quite finished by the time of recording so chances are something else may be revealed um now or in the weeks ahead but we'll uh we'll look back and discuss that as we need to in later episodes mm-hmm. uh, one thing I do want to mention though I just remembered that yep. um, the Hammond the exclusive Hammond figure all oh. over eBay they're actually not badly priced and for the cost of airfare, hotel con tickets and all that these are I mean I, I actually just bought one for $70 and I mean, for frankly, you're not going to get much cheaper, you know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I said, at the price of airfare, hotel, and con ticket, it's a steal. You're just, I mean, $70 is a steal. Let's admit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see something before, apparently, because it was supposed to be five per person, but um, it's been reduced to three, so... I would believe that, but at the same time, um, I mean, I purchased one. The guy I purchased, he took a picture from the con floor with it in hand, so I, I expect it to probably be shipped whenever he gets home. You know, and I, it's expedited shipping, so I might very well get it by the end of the month. I've just, <laughs> I've just gone to eBay. Um, <laughs> I can buy one here now for one hundred and forty-four dollars plus wow. plus seventy-eight dollars shipping. <laughs> That's over two hundred. Um, mm. Yeah, so a lot of these, a lot of these people just start 
bit um, low down low. Um, a few mm-hmm. if around the $40 mark. Mm. Again, none of it's buy now. They're just putting on the $20 and letting them go <laughs> to see uh, yeah. get the most they can out of them. So if I can find one for under 100 mm-hmm. it might be uh, might be worth. But just as we'll say when we're talking on that episode with Jay, it's just it's a character we need. <laughs> it's something we need, and it is. Yeah. And frankly, I mean, not to not to praise the scalpers because I really hate doing that. But I am kind of a little thankful that they're they're doing this because, like Jay said, for us that live on the East Coast or the Midwest or even Australia, it would far exceed the price to go to San Diego Comic Con just to just to pick it up than it would be just to buy it from a scalper. Mm, yep. And it's sort of they're not. They are they are reselling it on eBay, but at least they're starting mm-hmm. at a low price, and the prices are being driven up by people that want it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just immensely thankful it's not it. They wasn't in like really low demand, and they're on there for like five hundred dollars. That was oh, going to yeah. be my fear. Yeah. That was that was what I was afraid of. What was going to happen? Yeah. And the figure was originally fifteen, I believe. So I mean. Yeah, it's an upcharge and it's kind of a triple triple the price, but at the same time, I mean, it would cost me six hundred dollars to go to San Diego Comic Con, and this is a huge, huge yeah. <laughs> savings. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that a lot of people would have been going there anyway. I don't. Yeah, it'd be a big a big cost to to try and plan the trip and go just to get, and your sole purpose to go is to get this figure. Um, mm-hmm. So it is. It is just good that uh, unlike stuff like the, the Spinosaur and that, people aren't just saying three hundred dollars and you sort of um and ah. And so have a look at a few listings. Maybe later at night or earlier in the morning, if uh, when things end, you might be able to get in there and snipe it before someone can bid too high on it. Mm-hmm. I now have a task for the week. <laughs> Stay tuned, listener. Yep. That's one souvenir they won't be taken with them. All right, a little bit of older news here. We uh, had some releases, uh, a bit of behind the scenes for the Universal Studios Jurassic World ride that was about to open there. It has now opened, but uh, we got to see some of the uh, animatronics at, in, in play. And uh, I think for the most part, a lot of the animatronics stand up and were a little bit, a bit better up, update than what we had previously. Um, mm-hmm. Something that is nice, though, about it is that they seem to have, if they didn't all out add something new, they at least um, updated the internal mechanics to the animatronics. And so we get these animatronics kind of like new in a way that that we get to see how they would have functioned back in, like, 1997 when this was still brand new. Yeah. Yeah, well, that then that'll take us into the next door as well, which is um, the first look into the ride itself. And there's a the video here um, of the ride in question with someone uh, going through it from eBay. There's also a sit down video with uh, with John Crefino, who um, is on the uh, Universal Creative team, and um, he's he's there talking. They've got the uh, animatronic Dilophosaurus and Raptor there as well, um, mm-hmm. as well as the uh, good old fashioned Paris. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Parasaurolophus. Mm. Yep. Um, we also get some incredible behind-the-scenes shots of them creating the Indominus animatronic. 
that thing looks, looks like fantastic. It has a, sorry? That thing looks fantastic. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, the detailing they went into this thing, it looks amazing. It looks like it also has a body and arms. And from what I heard, the T-Rex also has body, arms, and even legs. I've seen a photo that showed off the legs. And interestingly, I think that eventually the ride will feature a fight between the Indominus and the T-Rex at the end. Mm. Yeah, once once it all that's up and running. But as for the ride itself, going through this video of them um, going on the ride, I think the, the stuff the Mosasaur is fine. Um, going through that sort of hallway and you've got the big screens either side depicting the... Uh, the underwater stuff of the motorcycle mm-hmm. tank and eating the shark and yeah. it's probably it's probably not something that's going to live up to repeated <laughs> repeated rides on it. Um, yeah. But my I, biggest. I my, see, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, my biggest issue with it is the fact you get to the end of the screens and it just goes out in open space. It's like, well, where <laughs> you don't come up out from underground or or anything like that, as if you were down looking at the motorcycle tank. So immediately yeah, the, the geography of the sort of ride's a little bit off there, but um. uh, I mean, I think my biggest problem with it is the fact that it just feels makes the ride kind of feel smaller in a way because you go directly from you basically go to three places instead of going through that big lagoon like you went through at, at the first when the ride was originally open. Instead, now you go through this tiny little tunnel with a with a TV screen, which does it isn't admittedly kind of cool because it has a thing where it replicates the weather from outside. So if the weather outside the uh, and above you will always be what you'll see on the screens. It's kind of like a Hogwarts castle kind of effect. Oh, okay, I didn't notice that. One thing I do My, like with, uh, it, with it too is the uh, when it hits the walls, which is the screens, that um, you get that cracking and the water effect sprays over the top to make it look like, or make it feel like there's water penetrating the tunnel. Yeah, that is cool, and it's kind of interesting because, I mean, obviously it's a screen, it looks like a screen, it doesn't have like a 3D effect to it at all, and in a way that kind of makes the ride at the beginning feel more claustrophobic, like I said, but at the same time, it feels like, um, like the ride itself is actually interacting with you. It kind of creates the whatever that's called, like 4D or 5D, when they add like squirt bottles and stuff like that to make uh, make the effect feel more real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember 4D. No I guess 4D. Yeah. But then once we sort of leave that behind, we get out in a little bit of the open area here, and again we have. Um, like the uh, stegosaur swinging its tail above the uh, riders, and I'm pretty sure that's around about where the parasol office used to be, coming out where it used to come out of the river. Mm-hmm. Um, There's well, the parasol office does still pop its head up and squirt at you. Oh, okay. Well, that was going to get. At least in... I saw that in more, uh, one of the videos that I saw. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to get into the next bit here is the all the uh, the pop up dilophosaurs are back, <laughs> which are sort yeah. of something left over from the old ride and. Um, they have a couple things left over from the old ride. Apparently in the uh, Carnivore Cove, the ceiling Velociraptor is still there, which makes this the only, the first time that the new Jurassic Park, the new Jurassic World Velociraptors have been seen side by side in any media with the old Jurassic Park 1 Velociraptors. Well, yeah, and that's 
when we come into the Carnosaur Cove um, or Carnival Cove, the old Raptor pen is still there. <laughs> They've gave mm-hmm. her a lick of paint, and um, the mechanic's still there to, to sort of shake the branches behind where the hole in the fence is. So some of the assets like that and the, the Paris lofts, I've just seen that on the video then, is, is still there. That's not something that they updated for the ride, but which mm-hmm. is sort of odd. You're going to rebrand as Jurassic World. It's sort of... And especially this this area too, it's a lot of just drive or floating down and nothing's happening. There's no... There's just voiceover saying that Indominus has escaped and you get to see the doors broken open on its, um, on its enclosure. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then they also have a pteranodon, like pieces of a pteranodon. looks like it been kind of sliced up, just shoved <laughs> in one of the corners. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched, watched most of the, well, watched all the video. And it's sort of, it's not really something, if I was there, I'd be running to jump, <laughs> running to jump on the ride. Yeah. It's definitely not going to get me to pay a $2,000. Although I was, went past the travel centre yesterday when I was shopping, and I think it's um, just over $1,000 return flight to LA, so there may, be, there may be something happening in the future <laughs> if I can get a passport. <laughs> Yeah, I I do remember that the um I also remember that the unfortunately the uh, Jurassic Outfitters has also kind of been changed and it looks like a hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't like it at all. The cashier and the desk it looks like a lobby, like like something you'd you'd walk into on a uh, like a. Holiday Inn or something, and I just do not like the look of it at all. Well, that's sort of one of the, the one of the things you you go from Jurassic Park, where it's supposed to be smaller gift shops and all this stuff, where now Jurassic World, the whole theme of Disneyland, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they've sort of um, carried it on over there as well. But that's uh, that's the news for this month, Dave. I think we we pretty much covered everything, didn't we? Uh, not quite. We didn't uh, talk about the little extra features that are available outside of the main ride itself. Uh, okay. Where was I missed that? <laughs> uh, we got a couple new... Oh, is, uh, that the, is that the Raptor Encounter? Uh, the Raptor Encounter, and we got a couple new puppeteers with uh, a baby... With, I, I think, a ba- yeah, baby Charlie, and he's kind of dressed a little bit like Owen, but he's got a... Like a Dorfman Pacific wool felt fedora on. Oh yeah, yep. And I actually, I actually have this exact hat, which weird. I picked it up at a at a shop in San Francisco in 2014, and I happen to have this exact hat by chance. It's a really cheap hat too. It was only cost me like twenty dollars. Yeah, looking at it, they've also got a large, or they call it a giant roaming triceratops, which sort of makes its way around to the uh, the park or the Jurassic World section, interacting yeah, this is with um, guests. That's something that's actually been at I think uh, Universal Japan for quite a quite some time now, and I'm really really happy to see it at uh, the Jurassic Park Universal uh, Studios in America, because I mean, frankly, this is I mean, it's really cool. I mean, it's not quite accurate, but it looks really cool. And it's just two guys walking around in a suit. And, I mean, you can kind of tell the two guys in a suit. But at the same time, it's cool. It's fun. I mean, it's something that the kids will really enjoy. Yeah, I was just trying to look at the video to see it actually move. It was just shake, uh, moving its head back and forth, not walking. But 
that's got to be hot in there <laughs> for those poor guys. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I'm sure they love it when it's winter. Kids love this sort of stuff. It's they nice. do. Yeah. They don't stand back and take a photo of the kids in front of all the all the trikes sniffing at shoulder mm-hmm. or something like that, doing moving around. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say that the uh, Charlie encounter, this Charlie puppet looks really, really good. I think they probably might have used the ILM files for the puppet because, I mean, it looks right out of the movie. I mean, even the coloration is perfect. Yeah. The only thing that's weird is that it doesn't have the sickle claw on the toes, which is... I was like, just looking at the... I mean, come on, <laughs> really? <laughs> I'll have to... Um, rewatching Fallen Kingdoms definitely on the cards. I've got to get done this next week or so, but... The um the video of the the infant velociraptors on there just how big the sickle claw and that is on them compared mm-hmm. to the adults. But again, like it's there's a kitty patting it on the uh, under the <laughs> under the jaw. I can imagine there'd be um, times, especially if the kid was a little smartass, he'd uh, he'd, he'd nip or try and bite bite him or yeah. scare, scare the kid as well, which mm-hmm. could be could be it's... fun. There's an older gentleman behind the kid that you can see kind of looking really interested at what's going on. And I I, I could imagine when he, if he went to pet it, the, the uh, raptor might snap or something, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, we got got um, also another... It seems all the uh, human characters here are dressed up like Alan because that's <laughs> that's the uh, the normal park staff at uniform. But the, mm-hmm. um, the raptor encounter here as well where we've sort of got... Uh, the rabbit, uh, rabbit. The um, the areas the raptors come from when they go chasing the spinosaur in the film, mm-hmm. they're holding a holding area. And the um, it was the Jurassic World live tour, wasn't it? Where we had these these uh, raptor costumes before. Yeah, yeah. I think this comes right out of the uh, the exhibition tour, which is. Not bad because I mean it's actually a pretty good costume. It work it works a little bit better I think in the day than it did at in the um, in the dark because you can see a little bit more details and you see just how good this costume looks. Mm. Even if it's a bit big, <laughs> this rap <laughs> this raptor's hind leg, the hips are tall and the guy <laughs> training. And it still looks good though. Yeah. And it, it adds to the experience of you visiting mm-hmm. the Jurassic World area. Um, and I do like that they um, did kind of do some kind of little bit of uh, weathering on the um, on the gates here for the Raptors, because I mean, let's face it, we all loved that rusty look for from the first two movies or first three movies, I should say. Mm. You yeah. know. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that's Jurassic Minutes. Next week we'll mm-hmm. be back with uh, two new minutes of Jurassic Park 3. But, All uh, right. Yep, until then, Dave, thanks for joining me. No problem.